Howdy, Mark. Hey there, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> I said it's been a long, long week. Yeah, yeah, it has. But fortunately, we're going to uh, have fun telling us, uh, telling each other some crazy stories. And we don't. And this is the last for a minute here because we're taking a, we're taking a little break. Did uh, uh, they, they call it a hiatus? Hiatus. We're, taking, hiatus, we're right? going on hiatus. <laughs> Indefinite hiatus. Well, sort of definite. Definite. As long yeah. as you as long as you get back, come back, come back from Europe. Don't get arrested for. <laughs> Any of the things right, you do, right? I mean, we wouldn't want a help is not on the way to occur to me while I'm on vacation. Everything that I know you do is legal where you're going. Yes, as far as I'm aware. Mm. As far as you're aware, nothing. <laughs> There's any that, like you're not going in for any tourism. I'm, that I won't. I won't confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just best you. It's, it's best to you know. You only know me so well, that's right? right. That's, that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> exactly. Kevin arrested for. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I um I do I ha- I have a crazy story that I think I'd like to start with, but um I will at least just say. It's about a, um, a a man named John R. Brinkley, a doctor, entrepreneur, radio personality, prospective politician, and one-time millionaire. Hey, I'd like to be a one-time millionaire. Me too. At least once. Um, I am gonna I'm gonna follow you uh, because I think yours sounds really interesting. But um, and I think I f- do feel like we we kind of have it. That's a good lineup. Uh, mine is about a um, well, it's about a not so distant treasure hunt. Um, it's sort of uh, mm. of recent era, but thankfully there are enough uh, like kind of unsympathetic characters in this that I th- feel like we can, uh, we, yes. can we can enjoy a little bit treasure hunts. Yeah, with not some funny. misfortune, maybe there is mis. Yes, there's misfortune. Oh, very <laughs> good. Much misfortune, very good. much be- some betrayal. Oh, or yeah, perceived betrayal. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's mm. very very juicy. Excellent. Well, let me uh, let me start then. Uh, this is John R. Brinkley. Uh, it was originally his name was John Romulus Brinkley. Romulus, Later, yes, Romulus, uh, Romulus, uh, who was the. Um, let me see if I can find it here. He was Romulus. He was named after. Um, it's like the son of. Uh, he's a mythical twin, the son of the god Mars. And the founder and first king of Rome. And I think it's also like a star, like a Star Trek movie character or Probably. something like that. Like it's it's also a town in Michigan near Detroit that really is, I didn't know if it's Romulus, Michigan. Yeah, Romulus, Michigan. Yeah. Not an awesome place. Well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe mm-hmm. there's people from Romulus that feel it is awesome. Uh, Tom Hanks is from there. <laughs> from Romulus, Michigan. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the, one, one of the cool things about Romulus, though, I have to say, is that. Um, uh, he and his twin brother were uh, abandoned along the banks of the Tiber. They were supposed to be thrown into the river, uh-huh. but whoever was supposed to do it couldn't get close enough to the river because it was flooding, so they just left the babies, babies there. on the shore. And they were um, suckled by a she-wolf huh. to stay alive. Oh, there you go. A she-wolf. That's nice. It's a common thing. It's a nice little, that's yeah. a, it's a nice little bit of family history there for right. the, the Romulus family. <laughs> that's who he's named after. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's more interesting than that. His his father, also John R. Brinkley, yeah. um, uh, John Richard Brinkley, mm. which is what John Romulus Brinkley changes his name to. Apparently, he doesn't like the Romulus, and he the goes with Richard eventually. The suckling is probably what did it. Yeah, it might yeah, be that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe people knew back then who Romulus was, and they were like, ooh. Does it poke fun at him? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, your mom was a she-wolf, your stepmom or whatever. Um, he was, the, the dad, John R. Brinkley, was born a poor mountain man in 1885 in North Carolina. And he practiced medicine and served as a medic for the Confederate Confederates during the Civil War. Oh, okay. Now, he wasn't really... Uh, you know, doctor, but I don't know what the qualifications were back then. I don't think anyone was really a doctor. It was like, uh, do you want to like try and get this bullet out of this dude or cut his arm off? If you could saw through like a sapling, you could... You know, right. you could saw through a bone, and that meant you right. could be a doctor. Yeah. Pour pour you, this pour this bottle of whiskey down yeah. the guy's throat, and then yeah. uh, tie put a belt around his arm, and then cut it off. If you could handle the sight yeah. of blood, right? Then and, you're a doctor, and and, and and manage a saw. You're, <laughs> you're, a, you're a, doctor. a doctor. He married five times. His first marriage was annulled because he was underage. <laughs> he just decides like I'm getting married. I'm doing this. I don't care what anyone tells me. That the the uh, I love my 13 year old girlfriend so much. The stereotypes of the South started early. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Um, eventually, as an adult, he married four more times. Each time, his young wife would die. Weird. Yes. Under suspicious circumstances, or just sort of mm. like you know TB, you know, like some. Like, well, all yes, stuff. one of them was pneumonia and TB. Yeah. Ooh, double header, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> that's like getting that's like getting uh, COVID and the flu at the same time yeah, and yeah, dying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like, pretty. It, it was like all of that. Like wh- whatever, whatever. I don't, you know, we don't believe in God on this TV, on this show, this TV show, on this show. But uh, if there was a God, he really didn't want her. Around. No, <laughs> he really right. disagreed with her existence. Well, it was so. He at, at forty two. He marries Sarah T. Mingus. Ooh. Now Sarah's niece, Sarah Candace okay. Burnett. Yeah. Real uh, imaginative name. Back then, it was only like John, Luke, me. I'm Mark. His guy, right. you know. Sarah. He's married to Sarah, and Sarah's niece, Sarah, Is Sarah. moves into the house. Yeah. And they call the I think the original Sarah, his wife, Sally, <laughs> to not confuse them. To not to confuse the right. two. However, the younger Sarah Burnett, the niece, ends up giving birth to John R. Brinkley's son, John R. Brinkley, ah, the Romulus one. Yeah, right. You, know, you mix up your Sarahs, and next thing you know, you mix the other up one's your Johns. Pregnant. The other right? one's pregnant. <laughs> the wrong one. Mix up your Sarahs, and then you're gonna mix up your Johns you mix up too. Your Johns. Right? One of the wrong ones pregnant. I don't know. It was hey, it was a wacky time. Right, it was a, everyone knows it was the swing. In what year is what years of this? Now, now the, the the niece Sarah, the one who gave birth, dies of pneumonia and TB. So the other Sarah, Sally, I think, yeah, and John move with the young John Romulus Brinkley to another nearby town. Not uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable around their household dinner table. Uh, I'm kind of thinking not, actually. Probably not. Right. Actually, I mean, maybe you're right. Right. They're just like, this is how we intended it. I when 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 I go through this, I'm gonna you're gonna start to form formulate a kind of a picture and an understanding of what it was like back then. Yeah. And I maybe have a little bit of empathy for how things get to where they get. Well, you probably had a lot of people who didn't, you know, marriage was like an insistence sort of thing. It's like a ha- it's like a had to. So <clears throat> there's probably a lot of people who really didn't love each other, really oh, weren't yeah. that, you know, just she, you know, had to be together. 
didn't really care. You need that much. somebody, right? <clears throat> you gotta have somebody. You got, especially a woman. You yeah. can't possibly be alone. No. And um, and maybe maybe she couldn't give birth or had other issues. And... Those were the good old days, Mark. Yep. Yeah. You could have another. You could have a live-in ex. You can have an extra Sarah living in your right. house. Who you call? You call one of them Sally. Just we to, call one of them right? just to distinguish between the two. But really, it's an extra Sarah. Now, now, John, John, the the dad, John R. Brinkley, dies when the son, John John R. Brinkley, is ten. Um, uh, John's son um, uh, ends up attending a one-room log schoolhouse until sixteen, when he becomes a mail carrier. He also learns to use a telegraph, though he really wants to become a doctor. This is kind of key. Yeah, you know, like his dad, he wants to become a quote doctor, quote unquote doctor. Yeah. Uh, he goes to work for Western Union in New York City as a tel- telegrapher or telegrapher. I'm not oh, sure okay. how they pronounced it. Hmm. But so he, he did the telegraph. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So whatever you call the person who does it. It's weird that Western Union, because of course Western Union is like nothing now. It's like a, it's like any, a strip mall sort of weird check It's nothing place, unless right? you're trying to send money to your family in like Central America, right? right. Or South America. Then it's like, yeah. I think the thing. Yeah. And it was massive then. It was, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. In 1906, his his aunt Sally, so that's you know Sarah, Sally, whatever. The only one, is, li- the only living Sarah. Yeah, yeah, is ill. I don't know what happened with the other wives of the. Because oh, he had the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah he had yeah, five. The and then, one, and then the, I, didn't, so I didn't dig yeah. deep enough in to find out about all of them. So you I'm know. not sure were they like after this woman, before this woman. It just says at 42. I'm thinking they were before. You can't get bogged down in the relationship yeah. stuff, or else. Yeah. Uh, we could I could just go on for just that. Just do that. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. That could be the podcast. So he returns home, you know, back to um, uh, North Carolina. Uh, his his aunt Sally dies in 1907, and he's comforted by a Sally White, 22, whom he had met at that one room schoolhouse. She's, another Sally. Now another Sally. I, I know. I know. I'm telling you, this gets confusing. But so eventually Sally, we'll so just there will be what, yeah okay Sally so one and John. room schoolhouse Sally John and Sally and John and Sally those are the older <laughs> John and Sally senior and I don't know the female senior mate ma- madam matron right. and then the younger so now we're on to the younger John R Brinkley and Sally I mean they never do John like the first right for a woman it's only for the men yeah the Sally two, the first I don't know of Sally one. the second well unless you're like a queen oh yeah yeah Queen Elizabeth uh, whatever yeah okay. Um, so she, she used to torment him in school, but apparently now, you know, she is comforting him. Sounds about right. Uh, they get married in 1907 and begin traveling the country as doctors. Wow. How are, but they're not doctors. They're not doctors. Good, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. good for them, right? Back then when yeah. you could forge a document pretty easily. <laughs> they went to rural towns giving quote medicine shows. I think this was a thing. This is when I start to kind yeah. of understand the old crow medicine show things like that yeah you know, you've got like elixirs exo- yes. you know what I means they Basically. they would hawk a patent medicine and a patent medicine is like um uh like uh botanical okay kind of thing for you know claim to do certain things yeah like aloe like hippie, b- hippie stuff bs none of it works right yeah exactly goop Right, yeah. Vitamin B. Ozone, goop. ozone, uh, whatever, up yeah. your oh, yeah. something or other. Yeah, ozone. Yeah, you can like <laughs> un- uncap the uh, sort of oxygen and drink and sort of drink it. Isn't yeah. there a thing? And I've seen that in ho- some right. high end hotels. Oxygenated water. Oxygenated water. 
Or just no, I think you can actually just get bottled oxygen too. It doesn't, it's stupid. Yes, it is stupid. It's like 30 bucks. <laughs> oh, so O2 bars. Went, are they, isn't that what they would call them? O2 bars oh, or something? maybe. Yeah. Like in Colorado, that was a thing because, you know, it's a kind of high altitude. So it's like. Well, I mean. I mean, it, it, you feel better while you're doing it. But as soon as you stop, you're like back to 14,000 feet, right? I'm, I mean, I'm like suspicious what's suspicious of anything that isn't pizza. Mm, yes. Agreed. Or whiskey. Pizza, coffee, and whiskey. Yeah. It's <laughs> all you need. This is all you really need. <laughs> they were so they were so silly back then. They were silly so back quaint. then. <laughs> they um they so they they ended up moving to Knoxville, Tennessee, where he became like the sidekick of a Dr. Burke. I'm like, ooh, who's this guy? I don't know. I'd yeah. have to look him up. But like this is like a you could just go down this spider web of Yeah. You know, never-ending things with this story. But um, they're selling virility tonics. Hmm, Okay. Um, Still in 1907, the two moved to Chicago, where they have a daughter, Wanda Marion Brinkley. And John enrolls in the Bennett Medical College, an unaccredited school with a focus on eclectic medicine. Botanical it's so funny remedies. For a minute there, when you said he enrolled in a call, I was like, "Oh, he's getting serious now." And then it's an unaccredited. No. It's yeah, complete hokum. Right. It's like it's like all of that. What was what was the one as a kid where it was there was all these colleges that people would they would advertise on TV and stuff. Oh yeah, like like yeah, uh, Suzanne Struthers would. would yeah, you know. and and then it turns out that all these people got scammed out of their money, yeah, and then yeah. they got sued, and the companies, the colleges would go bankrupt. So apparently, all this stuff still happens. Oh, it's yeah. just it's just got a little bit nicer facade on it, right? They just they have like right. they, they always have like sort of like a like a. Uh, uh, you know, like a like a torch, yeah, like, right. like sort of sort of like fleur de lis looking torch around it, and it's got some sort of crest. <laughs> yes, well, we're we're official. Yeah, right. The Saint Bernards. I'm th- I'm thinking we should start a school, Mark. That's probably where we the money's at. Yeah, we could do that's what that's what we're missing here. Yeah. Um, now you have to be It'll willing. Be called help have, is not on the way. Yes. We'll be like we told you. <laughs> we pretty much tell <laughs> you in help. University of help is not on the way. Our mantra will be to be determined. Right. Or that'll be ours. So we'll, we'll do that in uh, whatever that is in Latin. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck in Latin. <laughs> this is a scam right. in Latin. It's in Latin on the thing. It's on the banner underneath the fleur de lis flame. Be, it'll be like performance art, Mark. <laughs> Don't be performance art. It's a performance art piece. Um, it made us each one time millionaires, though. That's right. One time millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so while, while he's trying to go to this school, he's attending Western Union at night, going to school during the day and debts are mounting due to his tuition, which he's paying for a BS degree, um, raising a family and quote, the self-centered whims of Sally. I don't know what that means. She's out there getting... You know, Botox injections and right, yeah, Starbucks like for days. <laughs> what, what do you call that? Where they add onto your hair? The oh yeah, extensions. extensions. Yeah, yeah, all that yeah. kind of. Stuff. I have oh, no idea. She is so well. You know what? She kind of. I mean, she was hassling him in school. He, he thought it was going to end. She she came around to him, but <sighs> see, that's right. She had an agenda. Yeah, she had totally shown her true colors back there. Oh, and she did. He just fell for it, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah. In 1908, they have a son who only lives a few days. <laughs> 
which is, you know, I, I, I know I'm laughing, but honestly, like that, you could just say that in 1908 and just keep right. going. Right. Yeah, son only lived a few days. And then what he did was he went and he, uh, you know, he she, enrolled in college. She gave birth to 12 kids. Yeah. Six of whom are still alive. Six lived. Right. Uh, six lived more than a year. Anyway, beyond, besides that, he liked, you know, he ate. You know, we loved pancakes for it, breakfast. It's kind of like a, a litter of, you know, feral kittens, right? It totally is, yeah. yeah. Well, they drowned three of them. Uh, that's right. You know, they couldn't afford them. So right. then they blah, 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 blah. It's sort of like, that's the time when, like, lives were, I mean, cheap. actually, human history is. Right. I mean, it's lives happening right cheap. now in yes. Ukraine. Human All history of, is. Yes. You, the Russians are notorious for this. Oh, yeah. Lives are, are aren't worth the the bodies they're they're plugged into. I don't think their own citizens' lives are are, are valued Indeed. very much. Indeed. So, uh, now I like this one because it what I what I read was that Sally left John again in 1911. But I couldn't find the reference to the first time she left him. Hmm. But anyway, she left him again. I think we could probably guess that she left him once. Yes. Because then he started like trying to give her stuff to keep her. Ooh, her whims. Her whims. He went into debt for her. <gasps> yeah. John, poor guy. Oh, oh. Uh, the plate of the male. See, male. that's what she did to him. It's her fault, this whole thing. Yeah, she's a vixen. She was, another, she was one of those like blood-sucking. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Sally. She was a gold digger. Yeah, he fell yeah. for a salad. It's kind of more like a tin digger because he wasn't really worth very much. Mm, yeah, no gold there, but maybe a little right, right. tin, some yeah. rusty tin. A little tin. bit better than a yeah. mud digger. Yeah, but not exactly, not exactly a gold digger. <laughs> in nineteen, she left him in nineteen eleven, just before he finished his third year of school. Back in North Carolina, she gives birth to their second daughter. So she left, and she gives birth. Yes, okay, yeah. Irma Maxine Brinkley. Well, you got to throw him under the, her under the bus a little bit here, because we're always throwing the guy under the bus when yeah. he ditches the woman mid, which is lame as yes. hell. She's pregnant. He's like decides, eh, you weren't, you weren't as, you were cuter when you weren't pregnant, and he decides to move on. Well, Sally's got a check mark against her now. Yes, yeah, she does. And John ends up leaving Chicago, and his tuition bills. Oh, yeah. uh, to join Sally and the family in North Carolina. He begins work as an, quote, undergraduate physician. Mm-hmm, okay. I don't really know what that means, and it was in quotes. So he this doesn't have not, any kind of degree. He hasn't graduated, yeah. but he's doing the job. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, like an un, it could also just be called an unqualified physician yeah, yeah. or a just regular person. Physician in training, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a air, guy. I I'm I left air traffic control school, right. but I am working and, as an air traffic control. I'm an under, undergraduate, undergraduate air, air traffic control person. So turn right, turn right. I apologize <laughs> for some of the errors, but I, I did not finish my schooling. I'm still in training. I'm still in training, although I'm not doing. I'm not actually in training. I'm right on the job training. Right. That looks like gout. <laughs> I think oh, you have cancer. I guess it wasn't gout. <laughs> I guess it wasn't gout. Oh, he died? Ooh. Ooh. Well, we'll see that. I well, think he takes this uh, tack throughout his entire career. I have learned something. Today I have learned. Thank you, Mr. Miller, who's dead now. I would thank If you were alive, I would thank you personally. I have now learned more. Right. I'm now one step closer to being a graduated physician. That's right. <laughs> Without the, the credentials. The bar is low. The bar is low. Um, 
they and uh, so the family so apparently she joins them again the family ends up moving around north carolina and florida quote packing up and going all the time from one place to another mm-hmm. they've they've already lived all over the place yeah. I, I like i think i moved all over you moved all over yeah. i already feel like he's he's on his way to topping me by a long shot in in the independent film sort of like historic version of this it's really cool like you're like oh it's great man like if you had some money traveling around back then it'd be amazing right but then they're really just like barely surviving yeah, and barely surviving yeah and... yeah they they never had money at this point you know in 1912 he leaves his family and travels to st louis to continue his education mm-hmm. however he hasn't paid his bills for the bennett medical college so they refuse to um forward his records what we would call transcripts i mm-hmm. i believe now since he can't get into any medical schools he decides to just purchase a medical certificate from the Kansas City Eclectic Medical University, also known as a diploma mill. Oh, there you go. So you just buy it. Yeah. I don't know why he was going through all this trouble in the, the first place, right? Think beginning. about what he, all the money he could have saved. Absolutely, yeah. Um, red tape. It's all just red tape. Cut right. through the red tape. At that point, he it. returns back to North Carolina, and he has another daughter, Naomi Beryl Brinkley. Mm-hmm. Beryl? Beryl. B-A-R-Y-L. Oh, B E R Y L. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. He gathers up the family and they move to New York City and then Chicago because Brinkley refuses to give up his dreams of becoming a doctor. Sally leaves him again for the last time. I love that the dream is like you, as you sort of mentioned, sort of already, the bar of the dream is I don't want to actually be a doctor. Right. I want to be the lowest level doctor i could possibly be i i imagine what i imagine mark is like that's like that what, what would there was a move what was that movie um with oh, oh 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 um uh catch me if you can yes and there was an another one. Oh, not that one well no but that one okay that is a good one there's also um the uh incredible mr ripley oh okay right same kind of thing same kind of premise Just right gone, man yeah yeah. Just pretending to be something you aren't, yeah. but which something you've always dreamed of being, and you're not going to achieve because you came from the wrong part of society or whatever, mm-hmm. or you don't have it, or you're not going to work for it. We do that with podcasting. Yes, we do. I, I wanted to be a podaster since I was a little boy. I know, before podcasting was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I you dreamed like, of it I back the, then. I was, on the, I, was, I was way ahead of my time wishing for something that I couldn't possibly ever be. And and really still am not. And it and and you found it as an adult. You I found, found the thing adult. you can't be that you're going to try to be forever. This is like my current hopefully relationship. Hopefully, this we found each other as an adult. Hopefully, this isn't the cause of the kind of the dismantling of the foundation of your of your life. No, no, no. It's actually more the glue because I, as I mentioned, that my so I found my relationship later in life, the one I should have been in. All Sally. Sally. Yeah. We call her, for the purposes of this conversation, we'll call her Sally. Right. That's not her real name. Her name's Ingrid. But for but, the purposes of conversation. in quotes, Sally. She's really just, a, she's Sally for, right. for me. Just, and then, just call her Sally to differentiate her from the other Ingrids out there. From the other Ingrids out there. Yeah. She's a Sally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's much more specific. Very and we'll we'll call point. you John. I'll call me John. Yeah. Role playing. Oh, it's going to be a fun night tonight. Right. <laughs> With all this whiskey in me. We can print out, you know, what's She's cool now is home. you don't have to go to Chicago to get your diploma from the, or Kansas City from the diploma mill. We'll just print it out. 
on the printer. Great idea. Right? Yeah, now we can just laser jet that yeah. thing. I can get one in my house. And you just go on Google Images and type up, you know, medical diploma. Yeah. Right? Medical diploma. How to forge a medical diploma. I would well, like to be a doctor without doing any of the work. That's what chat GPT is for. It will tell you how to get a fake diploma. Oh. We should try that. We could just do the test for me. Right. Yeah. I bet it's gonna. I bet it would pass. People are gonna probably start doing that. Yeah. Because it did. It passed some stuff recently. Like a bar exam yeah, or something it passed like a, that. Passed an exam. Anywho. Too bad he didn't have Chat GPT. You silly, think, silly, think of that, the, silly John. Think of all the stuff he could have born avoided. Born hundred and ten years too soon. <laughs> so he, so Sally leaves him for the last time. She takes the three girls and goes back to North Carolina again. Brinkley goes to Greenville, South Carolina, and with this guy, James E. Crawford, alias J.W. Burks. Why yeah. the alias? I don't know. Again, uh, no yeah. explanation here. Why am I Hannaford Johnson <laughs> BP Aldridge? Right there. I don't know. Why is that my I don't know. Why not? That's just because, you know? I mean, you know, why ask these questions? So he opens up a, a like, he rents out a storefront and opens up the Greenville Electromedic Doctors. <laughs> super that sounds super 1910 right. doesn't it <laughs> and, they, and they advertise to men who are concerned with their quote manly vigor manly vigor <laughs> you know what we got a whole lot of those still today right. they've just turned right wing and, mm. and, and they they like red hats they do like red hats <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean by the time i get to the end of this you're gonna think of a couple of politicians that he maybe sounds like really okay, yes, okay. Sorry, yeah. yeah um they would inject men with what they called Salvarsin, which is a uh, electric medicine from Germany. But it was really just colored water. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, and it doesn't even sound German. Salvarsin. What's amazing, Mark, is they were charging $25 a shot, which is the equivalent of $700 today. Oh, man. They had it made, these guys. After two months, they, they, they skipped town with unpaid rent, utilities, and debts for clothing and pharmaceuticals. Uh, reportedly, they they stiffed about 30 to 40 local uh, merchants. Damn. <laughs> they had it going on. They knew that they, they, it was, they just, they, they knew how to, I mean, the angles that these guys have. It's incredible. It's, I mean, they, but they, they keep going. The, the two of them end up in Crawford, uh, or I mean, where Crawford had once lived, which is Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So he's, he, they've moved again. But he, he wasn't, wasn't he in Knoxville already? So he's back in Tennessee again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Memphis, Brinkley meets 21-year-old Minerva Talitha Minnie, quote Minnie Jones, a friend of Crawford's and the daughter of a local physician. He's F- so obsessed with physicians. Yes. He can't even get when he gets a daughter what? of one. No, and this, what's great about this relationship is he spends a lot of time getting to know her. After four days... Um, they get married. Oh, 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 yeah. that's a nice courting. Yeah. That must have been really, right. yeah. At the Peabody Motel, even though he was still married to Sally Brinkley. Ah, yeah. Um, Minnie and John honeymoon in Kansas City, Denver, Pocatello, and Knoxville. They, hung, they honeymooned in all those places. Where were they? In uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis? No, no. Where did they honeymoon again? Oh, Kansas City, Denver, yeah. Pocatello, Idaho, right? And uh, Knoxville. Most of those are pretty terrible places to go on your honeymoon. Just so you know. I mean, you know, you know. Well, this, but. I mean, back then, I don't know what those places were like. 
I can't imagine. I don't imagine 1913 Denver was amazing, but maybe it was. Knoxville? And pa- Pocatello, Idaho in 1913? Yeah, what was that like? Better. A post office and... But some maybe some decent scenery. Yeah. Denver. Definitely, definitely decent Knoxville. scenery in Pocatello. Anywho. Brinkley, he's arrested in Knoxville and extradited Greenville, where he's put in jail for practicing medicine without a license and for writing bad checks. Good start to the marriage. Yes. Uh, he tells the sheriff that it's all Crawford's fault. So that was his partner, right? Mm-hmm. In his last business. And gave investigators enough information that were, they were able to arrest Crawford and Pocatello. Oh, great. Just like... <laughs> so he's he's thrown his former partner under the bus now. Crabs in the bucket. Drag him down with you. The two former partners meet again in jail. Really? Yes. He, got, he threw him under the bus and then he meets him in yeah. jail. This is nice. <laughs> Don't you want to be a little, have a little GoPro and a little little microphone in on that conversation? I don't know if shanks were in shanks or shivs or whatever they call. I don't know what they call them these days. I don't know what they're calling them these days, Kevin. Did they have toothbrushes back then? Where they were, they weren't plastic. Where you could just easily file it down. 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 They were probably metal. You could probably easily file it down. Brinkley and Minerva have a son, John. Lucky Minerva to have her husband. John, John, and John. John, John, and John. Right. Uh, and un- sadly, John uh, ends up committing suicide 19 se- in the 1970s. Oh, I don't know why. There's no no report on that. But it's weird bring- the way they do that. Like, tell me such minimal right. information. I'd like to know more. It seems kind of like a big deal, right? It does. It's not like he just showed you, like he moved to the suburbs and right. bought a Cadillac. I mean, the 1970s. <clears throat> but yeah. you know. I, who knows? Could have had some history, some uh, information on that. But anyway, too bad. Brinkley and Crawford. Uh, settle out of court with Greenville's angry merchants, you know, that he stiffed back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Crawford pays uh, most of the debt. Oh. Brinkley's new father-in-law pays his bail and contributes 200 bucks, which is apparently $5,800 today uh, to his debt settlement. Um, Brinkley and Minnie are rejoined in Memphis there, Sally shows a, up. It's like almost like another honeymoon. This is a soap opera, Mark. It's almost like another honeymoon. And Sally, she's comfortable with if you know if she knows anything about you know John Brinkley Senior. This could be a thing for John. John could be pulling in two ladies. He could have another of the John Brinkley Senior thing going. Well, on. well, she shows up and confronts him. Oh, maybe not. Informing Minnie that her husband is a bigamist. Mm-hmm. And and Minnie's at this point like like. <laughs> Like, so she d- went from uh, North obvi- Carolina. Why wouldn't he be to Tennessee? To like, she she must have heard right, God, yeah, and traveled over there. Yeah, to, yeah. She's that jilted, right? With like, with like, what? How, two, like right. one? <laughs> she have two kids. One died. So she's she got a kid. She had her, three, three kids, three daughters. The she's, the kid died. The boy died. The boy quote died. Oh yeah, yeah. His namesake was it, it was a John, right? We'd have four. Kids. Well, then he had a John with the other one. <laughs> so he just replaced him. Right. It was like it was like the hamster, like oh, like, all your kids at school. Like we said, life is cheap. You know, like you know, well, you know, John died. Well, let's have another one, and we'll call it John, and then we just, we'll make believe the first John never died. Each time we have a kid, if they die, we just keep naming the next one the same name. Yeah, even if the child's already been born. Right. Like if John in John, if John, John, John is and born, John. and we have Randy, and then the er, the first John dies because he's the older. We rename Randy John. John. 
<laughs> That's how cheap <laughs> life is. Randy right. isn't even important. I always it's wanted a just John. The John. So the you're first John. child. You're, <laughs> you're the first child. No, like I had two that died before me. You just renamed me every time. <laughs> you're my first child, John. I love you so much. That's right. I love you so much. <laughs> I mean, I love you more now than I did. Now that you're named John. Now that you're my first <laughs> child. <laughs> Minnie, Minnie and John move to Arkansas, where he again becomes an undergraduate doctor. He gets like he can still try to be a doctor. I mean, I, at this point, you're not allowed. You wouldn't. You'd be like, no, we're not doing this with you anymore. He, uh, he advertises his specialty as uh, in diseases of women and children. He made a little profit. I think, I think it's John is actually John Brinkley is the disease of that's women right. and children. I think that's his specialty. It's very it's very fitting. He he join he ends up joining the Army Reserve Medical Corps. Then he uh, he accepts an offer to take over the office of another doctor who's moving out of state. Uh, he 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 finally starts making some money and was able to pay the Bennett Medical University the amount he owes yeah, owes for tuition. Okay, so maybe he can finally get his fake degree even though he's already got a fake degree right i don't know i like hey. at least maybe no they're not trying to arrest him at this point hey right? kevin uh, you know you'll, you know i'll be the first one to say everyone deserves a 16th chance yes i mean really i well i think he gets at least 16 <laughs> and and 1914 uh the brinkley's moved to kansas city and he enrolls in uh that city's eclectic medical university to finish out his last remaining year all right after studying the irritations and enlargements of the prostate gland in elderly men and paying his the university $100, the uh, equivalent of $2,700 today, he graduates in 1915 uh, with a diploma from the Eclectic Medical University, allowing him to practice medicine in eight states. Hey, all right. Um, while in Kansas City, he takes a job as a doctor for the Swift Swift and Company plant, pra- patching minor wounds and studying animal physiology. It's here that he learns that uh, popular opinion holds that the healthiest animal slaughtered is the goat, huh. which is kind of a clue to where this is going. Because the healthiest he, animal slaughtered, like in at the at point the plant. of okay. At this plant, why there were he's patching minor wounds, but they're are these like people slaughtering animals and they're injuring themselves, and he's like patching these people up so they can bet on the back on the assembly line yeah, where they maybe. slaughter the goats. I don't know, but I mean, so I should I'm gonna step way 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 back. But what John R. Brinkley becomes known as is the goat gland doctor. Ooh. Yes. So he has a, he has like a oh he has sort of something attached to him. He he is known as yes. So this is where he kind of came up with this belief in the goat gland. Okay. Uh, is this kind of like okay? I want to hear. Okay. Well, yeah. Right. Well, we'll keep going. Hear a little more. But I like like to tease a little bit here. You know, I mean, uh, he, he now he, he but he does have to he has to deal with this bigamy charge. So. Minnie pushes him to get divorced, so he does in 1915 to prevent the court from inquiring uh, to Sally directly. He writes that they were married in New York, and he doesn't know where she lives. Hmm. 
The divorce is finalized in 1916. Four days later, Minnie and Brinkley are married again, this time in Missouri. Uh, though he hasn't waited the required six months from the divorce to get married again. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe that's a thing. Maybe who cares, right? I don't know. He just can't. I mean, he's he's a fake doctor. So what? He's a fake doctor. Does it like really matter that he's waited not the right amount of time to get remarried? It's, 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 uh, what's 2000 and what, 23 here? I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter anymore. At least now it doesn't matter. In 1917, he's, he's now an army reservist, but he's called to serve in World War One. He serves a little over two months. Most of the duration, he is sick with a nervous breakdown. And he's discharged. Um, that same year, he and his wife moved to Kansas after spotting a newspaper ad saying the town needs a doctor. And this is where things really get start to get crazy. So all this stuff that seems kind of crazy is just the prelude to the real crazy which is when he becomes the goat gland doctor. Ooh. It's kind of like, I, I feel like it's kind of like a superhero. Well, you know, like the, the crazy, like, you know, the Batman, like he had all these terrible things that happened to him and then became the Batman. Well, he had all these terrible things happen to him and he became the goat gland doctor. I admit, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, and that's not a superhero. No, no. unfortunately, Stan Lee did not. He wore, a, he wore a cape that said <clears throat> super. Gland. <laughs> SG. <laughs> I knew this was going to be juicy, but now that you're talking goat glands, it's going to get real juicy. And the glands we're talking about are... <laughs> <laughs> so in 1918, he opens a 16-room clinic in Milford, uh, Kansas, where he wins over the locals immediately by paying good wages and uh, helping out the local economy and making house calls and patients... Uh, during the uh, 1918 flu pandemic. Mm-hmm. So for all the things that, that like go on with him, being a quack doctor and, uh, uh, you know, a fraud, it sounds like he really did do well treating these flu patients during the pandemic. So there you go. There's that. Okay. Now we can get back to where he just pulls. Does nothing good. Yeah. <laughs> just, just. Pulls, pulls another rabbit out of his hat, turns back <laughs> when, into a con man. You know, this, is, this is the kind of guy he is. So uh, he might remind you of maybe some current TV personalities or politicians, but uh, he has a biography commissioned. Oh, yeah. You know, while he's still alive. Right, he, obviously, because you can't commission it if you're dead. And is he going to do anything interesting? Oh, is he going to tell the actual story? Is he going to tell? Well, as as recounted in the biography, mm-hmm. he struck upon the idea of transplanting goat testicles yep. into men when a patient came to ask if he could fix someone, someone, a, a friend, not me. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, um, Canada. Can you fix someone who is, quote, sexually weak? Just sort of um, hypothetically, Doc. Right. Hypothetically mm-hmm. speaking for uh, a friend of mine. A friend of mine. He's wondering Let's if you call could... him Roger. Right. Let's call him Roger. Roger is sexually weak. Can you fix it somehow? Mm-hmm. Maybe with these goat testicles there of yours? Is there any sort of, say, let's say some other animal, some other being's testicles that right. could be replaced by the small... I've heard goats are very... Grape-sized man- testicles. Uh-huh. Well, it wouldn't be manly. Would it? it would be goatly. Goatly. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> They're very goatly. Yeah. Um, Brinkley responds by joking that the patient would have no problem if he had a pair of, quote, 
those buck glands in you. <laughs> the patient then begged Brinkley to try the operation, which he did for $150, which if 75 bucks was like thousands of dollars, 150 was even more thousands, right? I don't know. The patient's son later told the Kansas City Star that Brinkley had, in fact, offered to pay his father handsomely if he'd go along with the experiment. Oh, So, you know, the story differs depending on who you ask, the surgeon or the patient. The patient's like, yeah, I didn't want goat glands, goat testicles implanted in me. And the doctor's like, he begged me to do it. Hey, um, Roger, um... You like money, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> does your friend does your friend Roger oh, like your money? Friend Rod, my, okay, we're not talking about. Okay, now we're talking about you. Just you got me thinking here. Your friend got me thinking here. Let's say I give you 150 bucks and implant some goat testicles. How does that conversation go down? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna just the goat testicles. It's no big deal. You probably, no there's big probably deal. technical terms for this too. That sounds very highfalutin. You know, at the time. That, that maybe that's that was his problem. He didn't have the right term for what he was doing. It's like angioplasty. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. you need something like that. And all the like all the drug advertisements that oh, they oh I'm right. laughing I'm dying laughing every night when we watch certain things. Could you imagine the side possible side effects of the goat gland testicle? M- amplobicin. Yeah. Have amplobicin. And they talk about amplobicin. Ask your doctor if it's right for you. Ask your doctor if it's right. What the hell is it? Could cause bleeding from the eyes and <laughs> Yeah, ask your doctor what the hell is amplobicin? Why does it keep telling me I need it? That is, that the is, testicles might have been kind of a little bit, um, right? Well, no, not in the farmland. Ask Maybe. your doctor if goat testicles are right, right for, for you. you. <laughs> Ask your doctor, Mister Brinkley. Side effects include death. <laughs> <laughs> At his clinic, he begins to perform more operations he claimed could restore male virility oh. and fertility through transplanting uh, the goat. Gland, glands, the testicles, into his male patients at a cost of seven hundred and fifty dollars per operation. Oh my God. The equivalent of ten thousand one hundred dollars today. Following one of his crude operations, the body of a patient could typically absorb the goat tissue as foreign matter. The the, the they would the the testicles would fail to uh, graft into the body as they were simply placed within the human male testicle sac or the abdominal uh, uh, abdominum of women near the ovaries. Ooh. Could you imagine having another set of balls put into you? Just stuffed in there. <laughs> right. Uh, how many balls do you have? Four. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cow's stomach. I mean, I'm thinking this has really un- got to be uncomfortable, right? It's like sticking golf balls in your pants. Let me just ask you something, Roger. How many balls you got? How- but how many would you like to have, you know? If two, uh, if two are good, two are four good. are better. Two balls good, four <laughs> legs better. <laughs> uh, this it's so absurd. I mean, like the way the way, like I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but well, come on, right? And, and somebody and, had to look at this then and go. Well, and, 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 and a little bit of, honestly, just a little bit of non-joking moment for these people who are now long dead. Um, uh, and giving them a little bit of something. And these guys must have been pretty desperate. I mean, this is a pretty awful thing to experience when you're, you know, your your expectations of male and manhood and, 
and you know all you know sexual relationships and all this stuff like that and you've you've got nothing i mean imagine the imagine the pressure they were under to fix this it's so weird because we talked about how like you know it, it seems like women had had to find a husband yeah it seems like maybe you it like your performance didn't even really matter and people just kept having babies yeah and but they you would, had to have right. a baby and the guy these guys couldn't right right or weren't able to were the women like yeah um you're not perform i don't i don't know it just seems odd yeah. it seems like everything was forced anyway and then you're like yeah i need to be more uh, more vir- 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 virile <laughs> Can't even say the word. It's okay. You're Virile. going to Europe. You don't have to speak English for a while. That's why you're getting ready not to speak English for a while. Now, unsurprisingly, um, you know, considering his questionable medical training, the frequency of operating while intoxicated oh. <laughs> and less than sterile environments, some patients suffered from infection. Oh. Can you imagine? I mean... Again, um, there's a lot of places I don't want an infection. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. There's one place I don't want an infection. No, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places. Yeah, I don't want any kind of infection, but there are certain infection, like infective areas that I'm going to avoid, like as much as I possibly right. could. Yeah, these are these. Uh, give me, give me one of my like fingernails. Sure, I'll live with it for a while. An undetermined number died due to infections. Oh, so he's a murderer. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mark, it got so bad, and and we'll get to this. But at some yeah, point, they end up building a morgue. Really? Yeah, to deal with all the people that die. Was he was was it his morgue? Did he get to charge him? Yeah, right. <laughs> now we're gonna create an amulet of your loved one, and um, that's an extra. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven, right? It's seven hundred fifty bucks for the surgery, and we do need a deposit on the more on the coffin and the morgue and the burial service. He could die. Just you will get it back after six months. After you will get it back six months after the operation if you're in good health. <laughs> he was sued. More than a dozen times for wrongful death between 1930 and 1941. Um, but, uh, you know, so soon after Brinkley opened shop, uh, he scores a major advertising coup um, that made the newspapers come to him asking for his, you know, like advertisements. The, the wife of the first goat gland transplantation patient gave birth to a baby boy. And and there's a little picture here, Mark. Mm-hmm. Is there a picture of the mailman his too to see who he actually first, looked like? His first goat gland baby. He kind of looks like the the assistant to Doctor Frankenstein. He looks, like, he looks like the ice cream guy's. Kid. He looks like the hunchback from um, yeah. Young Frankenstein. That guy did not birth that kid, or did not father that. Child. Oh wait, or is that the doctor? It is. It's Dr. John R. Brinkley. And, he actually looks a lot more quote, like the boy. Than I like and how it says, quote, Billy. He looks is, like that, a, is that like Billy Goat Gland? <laughs> <laughs> he looks a lot like, he looks a hell of a lot like uh, 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 the doctor. Now that I'm looking at well, him. Well, and, and the baby is not really a baby. That's like a six-year-old or five-year-old, right? don't you right? think the doctor maybe was like, well, you know, now that the, now that this patient is down, his wife's kind of standing around, nothing to do for six weeks while he recovers. <laughs> they had to wait this long to make sure the baby survived. 
He's five now. He's a five-year-old, yeah. <laughs> I'm, but it's like the first baby, and I'm like, the kid's, the kid's smiling and has a full head of hair. He's not a baby. And that kid had to grow up being the kid in town who was, like, born by a goat gland. I'm betting, I'm betting that this kid is just a kid. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. some rando. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. You know, because, yeah, I mean, press. everything about him is a fraud. Yeah, there's no way to, yeah. Yeah, there's no way to prove that. So yeah. He probably paid off the mom, the parents. And he uh, so he begins to promote goat glands as a cure for twenty seven ailments ranging from dementia to emphysema to flatulence. Oh. Do you fart too much? Get goat get goat testicles implanted. Yeah, because goats don't have that problem. Like it's well documented. He he uh, does a direct mail, um, uh, you know, blitz hires an advertising agent. Um, who, who helps, you know, um, uh, portray his treatments as turning hapless men into quote, this is, this is awesome. Mark the Ram that am with every lamb. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No. Did you just say that out loud? Is that a thing? (laughs) I don't even have a response to that. I can't say anything funny. That's the funny thing. It's disturbing. It's too funny to joke about. I'm going to have trouble finishing up the story at this point, right? <laughs> the ram that am with every lamb. <laughs> um he he gets a burst of publicity and and his and like his claim like his claims are just every everyone is like, "Wow. The ram that am with every lamb. I like I need this guy." So he he attract but he attracts the attention of the American Medical Association, which sends an agent undercover to his clinic. Ooh. Yeah. The agent found a woman... Undercover of testicles. Finds a woman hobbling around Brinkley's clinic who had been given goat ovaries as a cure for a spinal spinal cord tumor. From then on, he's on the AMA's radar, including the eye of of a doctor... Morris Fishbein, who makes his career exposing medical frauds. Oh, that probably was a pretty easy career back then. Now, at the at the same time, though, this is like this is the quack doctor phase. This is also, um, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like back then, almost anything went as long as you could do it, you could get away with oh, it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, what 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 was that? Uh, Snake oil salesman, oh, yeah. right? If you're willing to stand out yeah. there and yell it to be truth, then people were like, "Cool, it's true." I'll give you some money for this. Not all yeah, that it's... different than today. We have come full circle. Yes, it's true. But yes, we have the the my pillow guy, <laughs> the my pillow guy. Yeah, yeah, the QAnon guy, the QAnon guy. Um, so there was this guy Sergey Voronov who becomes known for grafting monkey testicles into men. Hmm. Uh, he and, and Voronov demonstrates this in, in in a hospital in Chicago, in which Brinkley shows up uninvited. He's prevented from entering, but this gets some uh, some like you know, he he becomes he gets more publicity from trying to get into this place. So he does the same. He transplants goat testicles into thirty four patients, including a judge, an alderman, a society matron, and the chancellor of. The Chicago Law School. He's like a marathon. He does like a marathon right, session. Right, yeah. I'm going to do 34 and 24. I'm going to, it's like, it's going to be, it's like the Barkley Marathon. Yes, this exactly. Just gonna, he's just the Barkley go, Marathons of goat, go, goat testicle transplants. Transplants, yeah. right. 
Um, his, he, his profile grows and his, and his goat gland business in Kansas is like booming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1922, he goes to LA at the in, invitation of Harry Chandler, owner of the LA times who challenges him to transplant goat testicles into one of his editors. What not, not hell? into me, but my, my, my employee, right? Yeah. <laughs> who I, who I've threatened to fire if he doesn't, right? I mean, like What? So, so uh, hey, uh, you, you over there, right? You haven't turned into much of a. You haven't, you haven't been doing much over at your desk in a while. How do you feel about uh, goat testicles? We've made a decision, right? I mean, it's either that or you can go find another job. Yeah, you stand in line at the food bank. So, if Brinkley um, can uh, you know prove his operations a success. Um, then Chandler will make him the most famous surgeon in America, and if not. He uh, is damned, quote, damned. Yeah. Um, California doesn't recognize Brinkley's license to practice medicine, but Chandler pulls strings. He's got money uh, to get him a 30-day permit. A 30-day doctor permit. You're a doctor for a month. You got a a month to prove yourself. To do as much doctoring as you can. That's right. How much doctoring can you do in thirty days? I mean, what's I don't the? Know. I got thirty-four goat. I got I got sixty-eight goat <laughs> testicles in thirty-four patients. Come on, guys. What's the worst that can happen in a month? <laughs> no, yeah, nothing. Nothing bad can happen in a month. Well, how much damage can you do? The operation was judged a success, and Brinkley receives his promised attention in Chandler's newspaper, which of course makes his business boom even more. Now, now Brinkley is he 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 finds he loves L.A. and all the money it represents in the form of potential patients. Mm-hmm. That he begins uh, planning to relocate to L.A., but his hopes are dashed when the California Medical Board says, "Nope, you're a fraud." They won't extend. Yeah, they won't. They're, they're like, "No thanks." They they find on his resume that there's some um, lies and discrepancies. discrepancies yeah, a few gaps few gaps yeah um most of which are discovered and pointed out by that fishbine oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um i thought you're gonna say sally there for a minute but yeah he knows what he's talking about sally man she should have oh she had the dirt she's got to be out to get him she could have written a book yes her own book she just was not not as much of an intention you know seeking yeah, Sally. Yeah, uh, he he goes back to Kansas though, and and expands his clinic. His uh, um, he and his activities though inspire the film industry to come up with the term "quote goat gland," which Ooh. is when you graft talking onto silent films to make them more marketable. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's hysterical. I never heard of that. I didn't either. But what what. What he learned when he was in when he was in L.A. He tours a uh, uh, a radio station KHJ, which uh, the Shan this guy Chandler owned, and he sees the power of radio. So he goes back to uh, Kansas, and he and in 1923 has enough capital to build KFKB, which is maybe Kansas first, Kansas best, or Kansas folks know best. Um. The uh, the same time, Saint, the St. Louis Stars uh, publishes a exposing uh, expose of medical diploma mills, which kind of he's he, like they also expose a bunch of doctors who have gotten um, 
these degrees, and he's one of them. Mm-hmm. So he's he's kind of he becomes um, um, you know like in the medical establishment he's becoming known as a fraud, mm. but in the public what lexicon or sure, whatever, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. he's still regarded yeah. as this like. You know, it's kind of like Donald Trump, right? Sure. We all know he's a fraud, but the people he's targeting are like, he can walk on water. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same kind of thing. So um, he, there are um, a, a grand jury in San Francisco hands down 19 indictments to people responsible for these fake medical degrees and some of the doctors who received them. And, and Brinkley's one of them. Um, which is mostly due to the fact that he applied for a medical degree in California. So he brought this on himself. Yeah. He could have just stayed in Kansas, he done went, his thing, he, right? He reached for the brass ring. That's right. He yeah. reached for the brass ring or the brass something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when uh, California comes to arrest him, the governor of Kansas uh, refuses to extradite him because he makes the state too much money. Ah. Um, he... he now he takes to his his radio station and he goes he becomes kind of like he becomes kind of like the Tucker Carlson oh. of his day. So he sucks. Yeah, yeah. He he goes out and talks about how everyone's out to get him. Oh yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and 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 basically uh gets even more patients who come to him wanting wanting his services from around the globe. He speaks for hours each day on the radio, promoting, primarily promoting his goat gland transplants. Um, he's uh, shamed and appealed. He, is, he variously conjoles and shames and appeals to men's and women's egos and their desire to be more sexually active. Oh boy. Um, he also... Uh, in between his his own advertisements, he features uh, entertainment, including uh, things like military bands, French lessons, f- astrological forecasts, oh. storytelling, and exotica such as Native Hawaiian songs and American roots music. Um, now, eventually, though, his his uh, radio station gets shut down. But what he does is he moves it uh, to Mexico. <laughs> because once you get across the border, nobody can stop. Nobody you. can do it. The anything. radio waves can travel. Yeah. So what is he? He um, he does become an quote admiral in the Kansas Navy. Oh, that's a thing. Interesting. Yeah. And sponsored a hometown baseball team called the Brinkley Goats. <laughs> 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 you know, there's a lot to like about this guy. Now, what's what's so? This is what's sad, though. He's like, he's all these things are going his way, but he's still not happy. So he wants better credentials. So he travels in 1925 to Europe for honorary degrees. Like it's just not enough. Like he he's just, making he's money. He's sticking goat testicles in people. They're yeah, dying. Just like he's willy just nilly sticking them under yep. the ground mm-hmm. in his. Mortuary, His mortuary that right. he owns. <laughs> See, he he um he gets rebuffed by several institutes, but he finds one in uh in Italy, uh that will give him an, an oh, honorary Italians, degree. Come on, Fishbein and Brinkley's former teacher Max Thorak hear about the degree and 
pressure the, uh, the Italian government to rescind it. Benito Mussolini himself Whoa. revokes the degree. Ooh, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> though, 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 Brinkley still claims he has the degree until he dies. Since he has it on paper, but you don't like. You don't have to. Just like, I mean, what's what's so odd about this, Mark, is all of these things are still done by people today. Oh, yeah, you just exactly. say it. Oh, you yeah. just claim it. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's completely. F- Fraudulent can, and fake. People totally don't even want to know. Ivermectin, right? I mean, just yep. just drink some of that stuff, eat some of those pills, whatever. It'll cure everything. People don't even want to know. No, they don't want to know. Um, let's see. Uh, so, um, after, uh, let's see. So, Brinkley... Uh, or, or Feinstein's interest in putting Brinkley out of business... Uh, grows and he writes more articles and he keeps publishing in the in the AMA journal to try and you know get people to take uh, to shut him down, but his radio station is growing bigger and bigger. Oh yeah. So uh, what it becomes known as is uh, Border Boom uh, Radio and it, it, Border Blaster Radio. Oh, border so boom. what this was is the this going to Mexico. Uh, and setting up a radio station that didn't have to have the the licensing or credentials of the United States, uh-huh. and then blasting this like ridiculous, over the top, whatever kind of you know stuff. It's beyond. I mean, this guy's okay. That's the that's the that's the thing about people like this. They're brilliant. It's just all used for the wrong purposes. If this guy had actually done any of the stuff he was, you know, set out to do, he'd probably have been fine. But he 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 doesn't. He wants to skirt the law. He wants to. He wants to be on the other side of things. He he courts that kind of controversy oh, and the kind of problems. It's it's too bad because he probably would have been the greatest goat testicle transplant doctor of his time instead of the greatest goat. <laughs> he he claims that the goat glands will help prostate problems and expands his business again he's got a new radio segment called the medical question box where he would read listeners medical complaints over the air and su- suggest proprietary treatments these treatments are only uh, of course only available at a network of pharmacies that were members of the quote brinkley pharmaceutical association the affiliated pharmacies sold Brinkley's over-the-counter medicines at inflated prices, sent a portion of the profit back to Brinkley, and kept the rest. It is estimated he uh, generated fourteen thousand dollars a week, or about eleven million eight hundred and nine thousand dollars a year God. in today's value. Um, Alex Jones. This guy's like just like making money hand over fist, like telling lies. Yes, do you, did you ever see the Alex Jones one where he like has a paper bag and he tears it open? And he's like it's ivermectin. And he starts like chowing it down no. like it's like Pringles or something no. or Doritos. It's crazy. You should look it up. So this is this is what happened is people started taking these things, and um, they start uh, showing up sick at doctors' offices. Um, eventually, Merck and company pharmaceuticals oh, whose yeah. medicines Brinkley routinely misprescribes um, requests that a fish bind take action. 
the same guy. He's after mm-hmm. still after him. Spend spend his career doing this. Apparently, the AMA responded that they had no power over Brinkley to try and inform the public. Um, the Kansas City Star, which owned a radio station that competed with Brinkley, ran an unfavorable series of reports on him. By 1930, the Kansas Medical Board holds formal hearings to decide whether Brinkley's medical license should be revoked. Um, Brinkley had signed death certificates for 42 people, many of whom were not sick when they showed up at his clinic. God, what a sociopath. That's like that's that's like a serial killer. Yeah, serial I mean, killer. that's yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unclear how many more of his patients may have become ill or died later elsewhere. The medical board revokes his license, stating that he has quote performed an organized charlatanism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. quite beyond the invention of the humble mountebank. I don't even know what that means. A person practicing quackery or similar confidence Ooh. trick in order to obtain money, power, or fame. Ooh, Ooh I need to keep that term in mind. Uh, six months after losing his medical license, the Federal, Federal Radio Commission refused to renew his station's broadcasting license, which is why he goes to Mexico. But in in the meantime, though, he, he runs for governor of Kansas, too. <laughs> Twice. He fails both times. Darn it. But, you know, he had high hopes. Um, but his his claim to fame is in is um, transplanting goat testicles into people to cure everything and being the founder of Border Bo- Blaster. Border Blaster Radio. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Which is basically the start of this kind of crazy radio we have today where people get on and yell and scream about the things they're mad about. Yeah. Getting people, you know, uh riled up with a, to a fever pitch and going God. out and doing crazy things. This guy's amazing. I mean, he's 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 got a little bit of everything, you know? A little drama. He's got a little he's got a romance. The I mean, story is full. It's, I mean, he's, he's kind of like, you know, um, I mean, that's why I started with, he's, he's a doctor an entrepreneur, radio personality, perspective politician, and one-time millionaire because he ends up dying broke. Yes. But did he know he was di- broke or did he just like, would he, did he live in a poor house for a while? Was he actually suffering? Cause that's what this man right. really needed. I, I mean, he ends up, um, uh, Morris Fishbine is kind of like ends this whole thing uh he uh he sues they sue each other bring uh fishbine you know brings all these charges against him and brinkley sues fishbine for libel um uh fishbine stating that brinkley should be quote considered a charlatan and a quack in the ordinary well understood meaning of the words uh the jury uh Unleashed a barrage of lawsuits against Brinkley by some estimates, well over three million dollars in total value. Ooh. So the, uh, he ends up uh, declaring bankruptcy. His uh, his grave was defaced in two thousand seventeen. Where where is he buried? Did you say where he's buried? Yeah, let's see. He was uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, he Did his he... his house. 
commonly called the Brinkley Mansion, still stands today at 512 Qualia Drive in Del Rio. I want to look it up. Is the, Texas. Do, do you know, do they know how he died? Oh, yeah. He had um, three heart attacks and the amputation of one of his legs due to poor circulation. Ooh. Died penniless of heart failure in San Antonio. How do you, What age? 1942. So let's see. Oh, he, he was, was born was... in, what was that? What did I say? Uh... Nine, what was that? 18, no, 18, when was he born? 1885? Was he born in 1885? Is that what it was? Not, um, no, so no, 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 his, his father was born, yeah. No, he was born in 1885. 60-something, 60 65 yeah. years old. Oh. 1885 to 1942. He, he, you know, he lived, he lived a full life, Kevin. He lived a full life. You got to give him that. There he is. That's definitely him when he was like, you know, like had no teeth left and had that picture with the kid on his lap. Wow. Look at that. What a shyster. Romulus. I, you know what? That's that's what's great about this country, Mark. Anybody can pull the wool over anybody else's eyes. He got away with it. Yeah. He until did. he lost his leg and his heart and his money. Right. Um. That was an amazing story. I don't have anything anywhere near that to, but I've got something pretty interesting. Yours is a treasure hunt, as I recall, from like an hour and twenty-seven minutes ago. It's not. <laughs> it is a treasure hunt, uh, and it is. Uh, it is. It is an entirely different era, where you know, thankfully, Kevin, we've 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 grown. Uh, as a, as a society, and yeah, people, we don't do these kinds of things anymore. We don't take fall, care of each other now. Right. We don't fall for these kinds of no. silly. No, no, there's no fri- nothing frivolous. Everybody right. is really. I mean, we've really grown. People like Mr. Brinkley, they kind of taught us, you know, how to how to sort of follow a better path. Well, I mean, we learn from our from our history. Oh, we learn uh, from yeah. we, all the time. Every day, I learn from mine. Um, this is uh, this is a uh, Forest Fens treasure hunt. Oh yes, yes, I remember. Now, <clears throat> I don't know why this popped into my head the other day, but uh, it did, and I um, and I got to thinking like there must have been something more to this, and I kind of looked into it, and there was. Now, what we know about this is that this the, the gist of this this guy Forrest Fed, older guy, decides he's gonna bury some treasure out in the um, uh, Rocky Mountain Range, and then tell a whole bunch of people, hey, sort of in a sort of in an attempt to get people out doors you know well i mean yeah this is kind of like the you know that whole idea of like get out in nature and exercise and, and yeah. enjoy your you know your uh, public lands right that's right and so he's gonna get people outdoors he's gonna inspire people to get outdoors um and to go find this treasure well it i mean honestly it's 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 actually not it's a pretty cool idea i remember hearing it the first time i was like that's pretty interesting i didn't go looking for it but I also thought to myself, uh, no, you know, like, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong, Mark? Wrong. I mean, like, just enticing people with, like, what, what's the value of this treasure? Uh, I mean, right. is it like they fifty around, bucks? They thought around two million. Two oh, two million. Okay, so so people might do some dumb things for two million dollars. People might, yeah, yeah and maybe possible. they do, and they might do some, and they might be pretty offended if they don't get it too. Ooh, That's right. another part of it. I do kind of recall some things about that. So. <clears throat> Uh, not to be a pessimist, as soon as you in, in, inject the human element 
Not to be a pessimist. No. So, Why would you be a pessimist? Why would you be a pessimist? You know? So Forrest Fenn, he's a successful art dealer and author. He's from Santa Fe, New Mexico. He hid this treasure chest, which he estimated to be about worth about approximately $2 million somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, and welcomed all comers uh, to get outdoors and find it. He's an ex-fighter pilot who won the Silver Star in Vietnam and who'd flown 328 combat missions in his 365 days in country. That seems like a lot of missions. It seems like a lot of, and like more, like almost one a day. He's flying missions. And he lives through it, obviously. That's crazy. Probably got a little bit of an existential thing going on here. He, uh, so in, in 1988, he's diagnosed with cancer. And he recovers, but he has this brush with death, which inspires him to hide the tre- this treasure. He's thinking to himself, um, let's, le- like, let's find a way to sort of like inspire people, whatever, like life, basically thinking about life. and Yeah, I get it. He, he wants people to go out and have a grand adventure. Or, and you yeah, know, right? he's whatever, got money. Just... He's, he's, his art, art um, dealerships do really well, and he's, he's done well for himself. So he, he writes a 2000, so this 1988, he kind of comes up with a concept, it takes him several years to, to, to actually, um, to actually uh, uh, act on it. He writes a uh, memoir called The Thrill of the Chase, a memoir. And in this memoir, he tells people about the treasure hidden and, uh, and suggests all these clues. Keep in mind, I'm going to add one little aside here. Uh, he does not, apparently he did not, he, I don't know what he did with the money from the memoir, but he didn't keep it. He donated it or something because knowing this would inspire people to buy the memoir and he didn't want to be called a fraud. Oh, okay. I don't know what he did with the money from the memoir. It would be an interesting thing. Yeah. I never figured that out. So the chest um, is described as containing gold nuggets, rare coins, jewelry, and gemstones, and was somewhere in the mountains north of Santa Fe. He said that he said that stories in the book had clues to the location, and the poem in one of the chapters contained nine clues. So, mountains north of Santa Fe, but that can that that can be like all the way to Canada, right? The revelation inspired treasure hunts in New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana. So all the way up. All the way up. All the way up to where we are. Okay, yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, right up to here. I mean, I wasn't out there searching in the Rocky Mountains here in Montana. I for was. Treasures uh, I, every time I saw like a little a little glint on the, while I was skiing, I'd I mean, pull over and the reason look. I rode with a I rode with a shovel on my mountain bike wasn't because of this treasure mark. The shovel in a metal right, detector. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So I didn't think that was why, Kevin. No, right, I didn't think yeah, that was why. Yeah. I never Good. pegged you for okay. uh, a fen, a fen, a fen, a fen, fen fan. fan. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> this is kind of cool, right? So after, a, but after, uh, so after a serious life-threatening health care scare, health scare, this wealthy guy decides to bury treasure to inspire people to get outdoors and enjoy life. Uh, nothing could go wrong here, Kevin. No, I mean, we, we got this. And they might enjoy life, or they might end up not. Enjoying life. Well, but... enjoying the life that they had. Right. Up until when they died <laughs> looking for treasure. <laughs> they might have enjoyed it. <laughs> they might have. So, um, well, not surprisingly. Fortunately, they were doing what they love, Mark. They were doing what they love, <laughs> looking for treasure. Angrily smashing around, stomping over the public lands, looking for, for treasure. treasure. Um, 
Well, perhaps not surprisingly, in hindsight, the whole thing ends up fraught with controversy, blame, finger-pointing lawsuits, and resulted in multiple deaths. Um, first, <laughs> we're going to start here with the controversies uh, during the hunt. A couple quick rundowns here. <clears throat> in New Mexico in 2013, an unidentified man is arrested in New Mexico for damaging a cultural artifact, an Iron Cross memorial near the Pecos River, digging underneath it, trying to find the treasure. <laughs> In 2014, two people are detained for using a metal detector and digging in Yellowstone National Park. They're also camping without a permit and started a small campfire, which is also not allowed. Now, keep in mind, these are the only ones that they kind of know about. And and this is this is all based on, like, the clues that came from this. All of it. People right? are trying to figure out the clues. They're trying to interpret these things, right? It's like where the fire waters join the whatever yeah, and all these cr- crazy totally. kinds of things. Yeah. And people are like, I know what the fire waters are. are. Yeah, I got this. And they're out there doing this. And, 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 and keep in mind now we have to now, maybe not the deaths, maybe the deaths, but left definitely all this kind of stuff. Like this is just the people they caught. What, what, and what's crazy about this is like, so people thought this old dude like went and dug up in, yeah, like, yeah, like some, dug under a cross. Right, yeah. I think he was pretty pretty clear about the fact that he didn't do any damage. He wasn't digging under cr- natural And he artifacts. was an old man. I mean, yeah. he like he, yeah. he carried the treasure out and put it somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't he, like go excavate something. He or, would have been around 80. Right. When So it was like where an 80-year-old man can carry a heavy chest. Yeah. Exactly. It's like kind of by like right behind like the toilet facility yeah, right. you know, at the, at he the parks, entryway. Of he rock. parks his car. Right? He just dropped it in the right. in the in the porta potty. Shoves it out. <laughs> Rolls it out onto the onto the into the ditch. Right. <laughs> and these people are like digging under like treasured dig artifacts. Deeply. <laughs> he can't dig. He was eighty. Come right. on, you know he didn't do much. He here. must have carried it down this two thousand foot vertical, you know, like staircase <laughs> down to. Well, how far could you pull a treasure chest from, like the the pull off on the side of the road, <laughs> right. on like one of those little like you know I don't know like file folder rolling carriers <laughs> out into the woods, so. In 2018, a Pennsylvania man breaks into Fenn's property <laughs> and is caught trying to haul away a Spanish-style chest that he thought was the treasure. He thought it had it in his property, even though he said it wasn't. It was north of Santa Fe. Hey, Elite. Oh yeah, he's south of Santa Fe. Well, this okay. guy is held at gunpoint until authorities arrive. <laughs> like this is the the family had to stop this guy. In 2019, a treasure hunter filed a lawsuit against Fenn, claiming he'd made false state a false statement, made false statements, and had deceived searchers. The case was quit pretty quickly thrown out. In 2000, January 2020, despite Fenn's remarks that no climbing was involved, a searcher had to be rescued by Yellowstone National Park rangers when he attempted to rappel over 800 feet from a rope <laughs> tied to a railing into the Grand Canyon in the Yellowstone National Park. Oh, my gosh. He spent a week in jail in order to pay $4,000 in rescue costs. He was also banned from the park for five years. Oh, don't worry, Mark. When he finds the treasure, he can pay that fine. No problem. Totally. Yeah. It's worth it, honey. Yeah. I got this. Um, so keeping that in mind, we're going to catch up on a couple people who, uh, maybe one person in particular who didn't uh, adhere to the, it's you don't have to climb for this rule, and kind of maybe it, things got worse for him. Uh, five people also died during searching for the treasure. Among these, in 2017, a guy from Indiana goes missing in the Yellowstone. His body's found at the bottom of a 500-foot steep slope. No climbing 
No climbing. No well, climbing. but he didn't say anything about tumbling. Oh, right, right, falling. right, right. Yeah. I mean, maybe Fen fell down a cliff, hid the treasure, and then walked out. He, like, yeah, he, yeah. he dropped it on the way. He yeah. set it gently on a, on a on like a, a little cliff face all on the way. <laughs> the body of a pastor from Grand Junction, Colorado, was found five miles from his parked car along the Rio Grande in 2017. He had told his family that he was going out hunting for the treasure. In God's name. In God's name, right, right. Yeah, well, well, God wasn't looking out for him, apparently. No, he wasn't on his. God was not uh, in. Well, God was in his, his co-pilot. He just stayed in the car. That's right. <laughs> God was like, I'm not going there. That's, I am your co-pilot. That's dumb. Do you realize the co-pilot right. like, sits in the car? I'm right. going to sit right here in the car. You go do you. I'll call, I'll call for help. Pastor, you go do you. I'll call for help. Also, I'll point in your direction. <laughs> Um, also in 2017, a 31-year-old who'd recently moved back to Colorado to hunt for the treasure moved back. He moved He moved to go look for the treasure. He moved, thinking, like, he, I'm the guy that's going to find it. So instead of, like, you know, um, getting more education, climbing the corporate ladder, he's like, I'm going treasure hunting. I'm going treasure hunting. He drowned when the raft he'd been using oh. to search capsized on the Colorado's Arkansas uh, River. It, that in the Arkansas River, I think I've read about this guy. Um, an article specifically about him, the Arkansas River, where he went. Mm-hmm. This is like not where you just go ride a raft. You mean like an eighty-year-old man couldn't just sort of cruise right, across right. the river and drop yeah. a big, huge, heavy? I mean, of everybody knows that Fen was, um, uh, you know, like an avid class five yeah. kayak, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, kayaker, oh, yeah. you know, rapids kayaker. He's, yeah, it was his thing. Yeah, he, he did that. He did it all the time. Yeah, it was. Really, he was. He was. He was like the. He. He was. He, he basically set the bar. He, he has several first descents, you know, and like uh, on on some pretty tough. Well, and all those Red Bull Challenge things. Oh that yes. he won. Yeah. You know, so that'll. He, tell yeah, you. he's got several gold medals. Gold medals. <laughs> Another man's found dead, uh, and his companion severely injured after renting snowmobiles and charging out in search of the treasure. A month, so the guy's like dead, and his friend is lying next to him in the snow, apparently. And they find him. The friend lives. Uh, a month earlier, those same men had been rescued near the near Dinosaur Mountain, uh, not Dinosaur National Monument, along the Utah Colorado border. They just do not know when to quit. These no, guys. I mean, you never quit, never give up, never on. stop. That's right, never stop. Yep, absolutely. So, um, uh, on June sixth. 2020, the treasures found in Wyoming. The discovery it was confirmed by Fenn. So it wasn't in his yard. It was not in his yard. That oh. was not the actual treasure God, that, that guy the guy was tried such to an break idiot. in. Yeah, he probably went to jail. Yeah, such an idiot. He's kicking himself. That guy's right. kicking himself. You know, should have known better. How, how many? How many people though that deciphered all these clues are now looking at this thing going, oh. Right oh there, my gosh. I was like six feet from the thing. Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of Wyoming? They actually never said exactly where he found it. Um, so, but Wyoming. Wyoming. No, they, no, no. You don't do that, Kevin. The Amer- this is not the way human beings work. People don't go like, oh, you know what? That was super cool. That guy did that. And I'm glad this guy found it. And hey, you know, I had a cool adventure. They go, you suck. I'm suing you. <laughs> I, I remember there was a bunch of lawsuits. Yeah. About did anybody like try and come and steal it from it I, I never nobody i didn't hear that i mean but, did, 
Does anybody know who this guy is? Yeah. Okay. It has come out, and I'll tell you okay. why it's come out. So the discovery was confirmed by Fenn, but the exact location of the find has never been revealed. Oh. I think in large part because Fenn had asked them people not to, and the guy who got it I think might have been like legit, like a pretty cool guy. I think it's a scam, Mark. Well, well you're not the only <laughs> one, Kevin. So... Um, uh, and people and the guy who found it had sort of stated like he didn't really want it to become some sort of like place people like sort of like went looking for a, a missing jewel because there were like two pieces that were oh. missing from the uh, the chest when he found it and one of them Fen had found at, found later at his house he said he he, he cataloged what was in it and he had found one of the pieces in the um uh, he's like oh man I must have forgot to put it in there. And but but this emerald was missing, and so this guy didn't want to tell anybody because he's thinking like if, if if I do that, then people are just gonna start scouring this area. And could ruin you it. could you imagine if it was in some pristine place and it, uh, people found out like yeah. what they would do to it? I mean, when people find like the perfect camp spot, they will go destroy it. Oh yeah, to yeah, camp yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh totally. And that's not even for an emerald. Yeah, they would just destroy it. So, yeah. so um. The discovery is confirmed by Fenn, but the exact location of the find's never been revealed. And uh, the identity of the person who'd found it was also to remain a secret per that person's request. Ooh. However, in December 2020, the identity of the person was revealed in an interview with Outdoor Magazine. Oh, yes, Outdoor. Because despite his wish to remain anonymous, a lawsuit claiming from he'd hacked into a Chicago woman's phone and used its contents to find the treasure surfaced. I remember hearing about this lawsuit. Despite having never met the woman or known of the woman, Jack uh, Stueff, S-T-U-E-F, a medical student from the University of Michigan um, was forced to uh, reveal his identity to the public. Well, didn't didn't the woman claim um, that she had discovered... Where the location, the, the location of the treasure. Yeah. And he had hacked into her phone and then went and before her went to the location. Got ahead of her. Got, yeah. 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 It's the most, it's, it's insane. You have to know that she's a woman's crazy. Right. Yeah. And yet she's, the lawsuit right? is what outed him. <laughs> and he, and he, and he got ahead of it and said, well, I'm going to found out anyway. I might as well do an interview with Outdoor. And, um, <clears throat> So Fenn uh, dies in September 2020, which actually, if you think about it, there's some justice to this because he did live uh, to f- to see the treasure oh, found yeah, just by months. But he yeah, did. not not he died shortly after. He was 90, and he died short, really shortly after, three months or so. Um, uh, but at that, but that isn't the end of the story, Kevin, because in July 2021, a French treasure hunter named Bruno Rapose files a $10 million lawsuit against Fenn's estate, claiming that he had informed Fenn that he had pinpointed the location of the treasure in southwest Colorado and had made plans to travel to the state to find the treasure, but that COVID-19 had delayed his trip. He claims that Fenn must have taken advantage of the delay and moved the treasure. Wow. So far, there's actually been no... I don't know there's been an outcome of that case i hadn't seen anything and, and so it seems like open how would stuff. how would you ever prove it i guess i don't know email uh geolocating mobile phone of like moving treasure 
don't know. Kid, uh, the text where he says, "I'm a hey kids, I will be late for dinner tonight. I've I'm got moving to the move treasure. the treasure so Bruno doesn't <laughs> right. find it." <laughs> That's the smoking gun. Gabby. You know, you know it. It always is text that gets people in trouble, right? Yeah. They never think the about the fact that somebody will see the text. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. No matter what it is, he I th- and I also think a fan may have live streamed uh, moving <laughs> the, the text and text told all his friends how awesome it was. He's like, "Here Woo! I am, moving the treasure He's again, wearing, wearing jewels." <laughs> yeah, moving the treasure. It was. Hey, it, I made it lighter by putting all the jewels around my neck. It was on a TikTok, wasn't it? Totally a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, totally a TikTok. Soon to be banned here old, in Montana. Old fan. <laughs> He got out of it because he died. But if he hadn't, he'd be in he had, big trouble. He had like 800,000 followers on TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. doing all these little dances. With oh, his, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like gold yeah. on him. He's trying to swallow <laughs> mouthfuls of cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> that old fan. That old guy. <laughs> He's a character, that guy. I miss him. So, um, so Repose claims um, he believes... Uh, <laughs> He believes that uh, faced when with the treasure being found, Fen went and got it himself, declared it found, and kept the contents. Um, I just want to like point like poke holes in this a little bit because like he left it out there for like ten years and then suddenly right this guy emails him and goes like I think I found it and he goes shit someone found it I gotta go hide it again and then and then he f- finds some other guy to. Give it to him to say, yeah. you found it? Yeah. So he, and Finn's 90. Right. He's 90 years old at this point. So he's like, I don't think treasure. he gives two shits about who found the he's, treasure. I'm right? dying. Yeah. I got plenty of money. Right. I don't care. I don't really need to move. I don't need to like ride this wave any longer. It's kind of been a bummer, frankly. Um, and so uh, several other people have sued Finn, claiming he betrayed them or gave them misleading clues. A Washington state man, for instance, filed a frivolous lawsuit claiming... Fenn's own family double-crossed him and broke into his computer, presumably <laughs> discovering a file titled something like, I don't know, where I hid the treasure, <laughs> and retrieved it and paid Jack to claim he'd found it. Uh, one online conspiracy theorist that I found, uh, I found it today, it was really funny. I, I, it was really funny. This guy, this is this long diatribe this guy goes through, and, and, and it just keeps talking about how, like, I don't know how he thinks non-linearly and this is why he come up with this and stuff. He, this guy thinks uh, in his non-linear brain, uh, he suggests that Jack is not the finder, but in fact, another clue. Wow. He's been watching way too many friggin' movie, crappy movies that that never end. He was way into the X-Files. Oh, way into the X-Files. Just the constant, like, nothing is as it seems. (laughs) So back to reality here and to wrap this up. Jack Stweff, 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 sold the contents for about $1.3 million and used the money to pay off his medical school bills. <laughs> so American, is, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like, I found a treasure. I have lots of debt. I need can't to pay help. it off. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, it's so classic of the fact that like all you people think that this is some massive conspiracy going on. It's like, you know what? The dude found it. And it was where he kind of he kind of figured out he found it, and uh, and he paid off his mess, and he's gone to school, and it's like it's not a story. It's like it should have been a fun, cool thing. This guy's life was probably hell. Right, and his family now too, a ten million dollar lawsuit, right. dealing with this stuff. I know, and it was just he was just trying to do a good thing. 
get when people he thought, outdoors. Just a fun thing, right? I'm going to do a treasure hunt. Just get people outdoors. So, you know, like two things. Number, number one, I, I would like to find the story about the guy who drowned in the Arkansas because it's a really good story. Oh, yeah? It's okay. pretty true. I mean, like he, uh, you know, like leaves messages. That he's going to do this thing or whatever. And it's... Nobody ever, they, I don't, I don't even think they found his body or something like that, mm. but it's, so it's pretty tragic. But number two. Now if his body was stuffed with jewels. Right. Like if they'd well, stuffed him with jewels and sent him out, which might be why he I, capsized and, and sunk. I bet he was. They he forced, was they forced emeralds down his we throat. We need to find that gold, guy. Yes. Maybe Fen killed him. Yeah. Five, Fen's a serial killer. Fen, Fen. Gave people clues yep. and then waited for them. But this is actually not enough of a conspiracy. Shit. Fenn isn't the serial killer. Fenn had a twin brother. Oh, right. Who was had been had and been hidden in the basement. The twin brother killed Fenn and made it look like he died of old age. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because Fenn wasn't 90. Fenn no. was like 62. That's Maybe right. Maybe not even that. In great health. He was he was poisoning him to make him look old. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the treasure was actually the younger brother's treasure. And Fenn had stolen it from him, the older Fenn, right. the, the, older, the actual the, yes. initial Fenn, and he was trying to reclaim it. And in that time period, he while he was while the younger Fenn was, uh, while the twin brother Fenn was locked in the basement, he'd gone crazy. Yeah. So you know, Mark. Um, initially, I was thinking like we could do like some kind of crazy radio program. Hmm, interesting. But then, talking, and then, and then talking. I was like. You know, maybe we could buy some medical degrees. Sure, sure. Uh, from a diploma mill. Yeah, I could find one. But of those. now I'm thinking we just start a treasure hunt and claim we have a bunch of treasure out somewhere. Like eleven bucks worth of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have some Chuck E. Chuck e. Cheese coupons. And <laughs> yes, you, I think my daughter got a merit badge, a merit <laughs> ribbon from the mountain this year for doing well in a, in a ski race. That's uh, right. So we can put that in there. Um, my, my son put his trophy from the Tommy Mo race in there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. We put some coal in there too, and maybe by the time you find it, it will have turned into something valuable—a diamond. Perhaps. We put a bunch of heavy stuff on it. We put some heavy <laughs> stuff on it. That's right. Might compress it into a diamond. Yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple it's in a billion heavy, years. It's in a heavy place. <laughs> Look under something heavy. I'm thinking that that's the thing. Like it would be really fun to watch people go and drown and die yeah, and like do stupid things, get arrested, all in hunt of a treasure. That doesn't really exist. You ever see the movie? It's a mad, 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 mad. Yes. World. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It's this. Is I haven't what thought. It is. Of, yeah. And it that is might totally. be the 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 the. the so they. Uh, I mean, what's know, the moral of the story, Mark? Is that what you're getting at? The moral of the story. It's under a big X. <laughs> big X. <laughs> remember that. Yes. Palm trees. The palm tree. <laughs> it's under a giant X. <laughs> the moral of the story is is don't try to do anything decent for human beings because they'll ruin it. Absolutely. And that sucks because it's not the moral of the story. The moral of the story is pull, you know, be a snake oil salesman. Totally, because you're going to do fine. S- sell red baseball caps to say make America great again and then ask people for money for your lawsuit that you got to fight totally. after you brought it on yourself. Yeah. And then, you know, worst thing's going to happen, you die of three heart attacks and a lost leg. I mean, it wasn't going to be any better if he didn't do any of those things, right? Nah. I mean, look at look at how he grew up. 
Well, it's the funny thing about that is that, like, really, in the end, you know, it's like the guy that you're talking about, Brinkley, who was like a, who's like obviously a sociopath, and like a, like he had, he had a fascinating, interesting life, and if it didn't stress him out, he had a great time. Fenn was probably a decent human being, right? Uh, actually, probably suffered from even trying to do something good for yeah. human beings. You know, you know I wonder, I wonder if at any point, like, because people died, many, several people died before he died. Fen? Yeah. 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 All of them. Oh, yeah. I think all of them died before he died, right? Wait, because all the I mean, people? all the people searching for oh, his treasure five? that died. Oh, yeah. All died oh, yeah, before yeah, yeah. he died. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, what, like, how was that stressful to him? I like, I wonder how, how that. I can imagine it would right? have been terrible. And then you kind of wonder at the same time, like, I think some, I think ne- the, the New Mexico government came out and said, please stop this right people are dying but then you, but then you know they're not the nonsense of this is as soon as he let the cat out of the bag even if he'd gone and got said i got the tread i went and got it here's the itemized things here's right. the pictures of them people would have kept searching people anyway right think he's a fraud no it's not true oh it's part of the conspiracy he's it's really still out there jack right? is just part of the whole clue right. thing no this is just him trying to like a smoke screen so his pal gets it i want to go too i'm it's, gonna find it i mean how many people how many people uh are still searching for it I don't know, but maybe since probably not many, so maybe you and I could get out there and we up our bet, up our likelihood of finding it. It's obvious that it hasn't been found. It has not been found. No, I think you just fell on and landed on something here. This guy's a fraud. This right. whatever. Listen, it's uh, six thirty. Uh, it's still light out. We're going out. Yeah, we're going out. Let's go find the treasure. You just have to be back by your flight on Sunday. I bet it's in the stilt slumberland. Let's here. do it. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any food and maybe a headlamp? I don't worry f- about it. Don't worry about it. We'll figure that out. As flashlight, we get out some 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 Doritos. We'll figure that We're out when we get out there. Let's not yeah. worry about it. Let's not worry about the details. Let's just head straight into the woods. I, I've got I've got some floaties in case we end up in the river. We got to get out of here. Yeah, let's this go. Is, uh, Mark Dustin, <laughs> Kevin Bauman. <laughs> the help is not on the way. If you please, don't hear from us, uh, please send help. <laughs> <laughs>